This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful sunny day. As per usual. And hopefully we have some gaming coming up pretty soon in this coming up last week of 2020. I should put this on Facebook, but if you if 2020 had a song for me, it would be <laughs> it'd be the Ramones I Wanna Be Sedated. Because that's the way I feel for most of the year. I think most people do, too. Okay. This came out of a conversation I had with Gage, my grandson, of course. What is your perfect Storm RPG? I think everybody has one, if they've been in the hobby any length of time. And sometimes it's more than one. Because it came up as more than one with me. But... I don't see more than two. So we were talking about fifth edition and the difference between that and playing first edition and other things like that because Gage likes the complexity of first of fifth edition. He likes he likes the bells and whistles. He likes the special maneuvers, the special powers, the special skills, whatever what have you. And I said, well, that's all well and good, but I also like the older editions because they had, they don't have the, see, with me, one of the problems with fifth edition is too many choices. Too many things. Yes, every class has its own thing or things, and they are somewhat organized, but it's just every class is like just bombarded with stuff. And there's stuff that any class can do too like feats and other things like that. So to me, if somebody wants to play a game and they're in an encounter and they want to work the system like that, that's fine and dandy. That's not me. I like choices. I like special abilities. I just don't want to get to the point where I can't decide what I want to do. And it does get to that. I mean, I've seen people, they love it. We've got players in the Monday game who's just like, you know, I just do this and that and the other thing, and that's what's happening. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this extra action, da 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 So, this episode is not a critique of 5th edition in any way, shape, or form, except for what I like or don't like. I mean, yeah, you're going to get my opinion. I mean, hey, it's Radio Grognard. What do you expect? But 
at the same time, what fits me? What fits me as a GM? And I say as a GM because as a player, I have a lot more latitude. I can play 5th edition. I can play 1st edition. I can play basic. I can play Savage Worlds. I can play a lot of games. There are some games I do not want to play, like World of Darkness or Traveler or something like that. But as a game master, I found out talking to him that while I like any edition of Dungeons and Dragons that that are old school, anything from like basic to second edition is my wheelhouse. And pretty much that's kind of a perfect storm for generic fan, for regular fantasy, but I found out that Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea is my perfect storm game. And let me explain why. Well, for, for two reasons that I can think of. One, yes, it has a lot of choices. It has as, at least as many choices as 5th edition in the basic game. I'm not talking about any supplements or anything or, that come out for 5th edition. I'm talking the basic game. But they are organized better, and they're all loaded into the classes. What I'm saying is that, the, the, to me, the strength of Astonishing Swordsman is the classes. Because, there's yes, there's a lot of classes. There's 26 classes, if you count all the subclasses. But they are very well grouped. They are very well organized. They, If you have a fighter subclass... You still have the fighter stuff. The subclass may differ because each class and subclass advances at its own rate. But the special abilities in that subclass or class, this is what you got. Okay? You may have some overlap, like, say, in the magician class, there's the warlock, the subclass where you have a choice of picking between three different spell lists, magic user spell lists. So that's a little, like I said, there's some overlap, but not much. And each class has things that make it unique to that class. And that's what I like. Now, the second reason why I think it's a perfect storm for me is the fact that I can play it with Gage and he likes it because it has enough variety in there for him to be able to do stuff. And it's almost like 5th edition because he's got a lot of things to choose from. And it's just better overall. I know the I know the system because it's basically 1st edition AD&D with changes. So I can operate the system very easily. It's really easy to run encounters. It's easy, really easy to run. We can do, you can do XP advancement. You can do adventure advancement, which I, I think it leads more towards XP advancement. You could do gold as XP advancement too, but that's Gage. When we played first edition last time, Gage pointed out, says, I could have gone up three levels for the amount of treasure you gave me. And I said, well, okay, that's not, that was not the intention either that or I got to learn to distribute treasure a little more sparsely, but that's not the point. But like I'm saying, it's all grouped in the classes. And, you know, and, the, and they do it in a way where, you know, I don't miss the demi-humans. I really don't, because somewhere there's a class that makes up for that, or a subclass that makes up for that. 
I mean, you may not have, you're not going to have infravision. I don't miss it. You know, things like that. You're not going to be able to detect slopes, or you may. I don't know. The only thing I would change in Astonishing Swordsman is giving the giving race bumps. And what I mean is, in Astonishing Swordsman, there are races of men instead of 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 like dwarves, elves, halflings, etc., etc., etc. But what you have is races of men. And they're from different areas, and they're, you know, it's basically a role-playing thing. And I would give some kind of advantage to each. I mean, older school D&D, and I'm talking about 3rd, 4th, and 5th edition, and current D&D, they will, if you're, if you're playing the Forgotten Realms, if you're in a certain place of the realms, I remember this in 2nd edition, where you get an advantage over something. And you get you maybe you're maybe you're kind of like say the take the Tolkien examples maybe you're from Rohan, you'd be really good with horses, and riding and things like that. Maybe you live in a heavily forested area. You may have a plus on ranged weapons like bows, things like that. That's the only thing I would change in Astonishing Swordsman. Just to give people, yes, it's all role-playing and it's all fun and game, but this gives a little extra incentive for a player to choose one. Also, the secondary skills, which goes back to first edition, secondary professions, I would make that a little more active part of the game in the fact that I would give, this is this is something I stole from Tunnels and Trolls. Uh, Tunnels and Trolls Deluxe, the talents. What I'd say is if you want a secondary skill, secondary profession, choose it. And if it applies, I will give you pluses on whatever role you need to roll for that. Say it's a stat roll or maybe even a save. So I would do that. Those are the only two things I'd change. Everything is great. I even understand now the initiative order and things. I don't know if I'll be using it, but I understand it a little better. All the, and you also... Also, things like combat maneuvers. What I love about Astonishing Swordsman is the combat maneuvers are pretty much exclusive to the fighter class and subclasses, which gives the fighter something extra. It gives them something distinctive. It, it's, it's you're not just walking up and hitting stuff. So that's why I say Astonishing Swordsman to me is kind of my perfect storm RPG because it's got I like the way it's organized and the fact that I Gage and I can play it and he'll like it which means other people will like it to other people who want more of the crunch I think there's a goodly amount of crunch in Astonishing Swordsman and just enough for those kind of players to like it and enough of old school stuff for me to for me to do it for me to to run it so what is your, what I want to know is, we're just going to throw this out there. What is your perfect storm RPG? You tell me, okay? If you want to talk to me about this or anything else, especially your perfect storm RPG, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Dorgia, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Lowell, and Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Rodell, Jason, John Allen Large, and Michael Tompkins. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, 
Marksy Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. My friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. And those guys over at Biggest Geekest. Thanks, guys. Okay, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.